This week on the Podland Trailcasters. I mean, that says it's working. Oh, I can hear you now. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Oof. I swear, my children, they will play in their bedrooms all day long. They'll play downstairs all day long. But the minute dad has to record a podcast, <laughs> this is why I hate being out of shape right now. Because now all I do is nap. Just See, like, I'm so tired over here. My goofy ass made the same joke two weeks in a row. Like, that's how tired I am. I don't even know if I made. I, like, I don't. <laughs> When I first saw those shoes, I thought Simon's putting out his own shoe and that he went with the Air Penny 2. And I was like, no way. What a reference to, to Hardaway. <laughs> Some NBA hike conspiracies here. He, had, he uh, Yeah, there always up. is. With shoes, without <laughs> shoes, this and that. Right. I, I, I mean, this is like punching your brother in the face and then blaming him to try to get out of being grounded by your yeah. mom. If he shows up, Dressed to impress, like all NBA players do, but he's wearing penny loafers. It's done. Oh, it's done. It's done. It's done. It will be done it's at over. that point. Taxa, eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's closer to what I say. <laughs> I'm not criticizing them. You said we were going to go don't. here. You said uh, we were going to go here. It's not going to make the pot. It's not gonna, we're not going in. We're so, moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> so this will be 197. Oh, snap. We gotta come up with some sort of fun celebration in a couple episodes. I'll blow up some balloons. There we go. (laughs) And Craigbot is recording. Thank you, Craigbot. And a three, two, one. Hello, Rip City. To all of you in town and out of town and in every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. Here with you from Hood River and a little bit tired because I just got done with a, a afternoon run. My name is Keith Felder Smith. Here with me, as always, the on-time Hawaiian master of segues and Mr. Professional over at Rip City Radio and Courtside Mondays. Courtside is dead along with Courtside Mondays. How are you, Mr. Chris Burkhart? I'm good. I want to call you out, though, saying you're tired because you went on a run. What? I'm over I, here, the, I'm over I, here I, with, with a, with a oh, two-week-old, no. <laughs> a new not... job, working 60-hour work weeks, had to be up yesterday to host the morning show and do foresight and had a podcast record yesterday. <laughs> Listen, Gas prices are so high, I can't fill up my, my internal yeah, yeah. tank, so <laughs> I'm running on That was the joke you made last time. See, I'm so tired over here. My doofy ass made the same joke two weeks in a row. Like, that's how tired I am. I don't even know if I made... I, like, I, don't, I can't remember if I made the joke or not. Dude, we pre-recorded uh, Courtside yesterday. Uh-huh. And uh, because it was supposed to be live at 6, right? But I was in for the morning show from 6 to right. 9. And I'm like, I'm not driving all the way back out to Tiger to do a half-hour-long show. So we'll just pre-record it. I called yeah, hi- I called hike in. We recorded about twenty minutes, and then I plugged a quick intro and outro on there. I was so tired that I forgot to cut out a chunk in the middle where I drew a mind blank because <laughs> I was asking him a question, and I was like, "Uh, forgot what I was supposed to ask you. Screw it. We're pre-recording it, so we'll just cut it out anyway." So you just <laughs> left that part in, but I left nice. it in by accident. 
<laughs> so I got a text from our producer. You know, you know Michael Shacker. I'm yeah. sure you know. He's like Shacker. Shacker. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey uh, you, you forgot to edit out a part. Uh, I'm just glad that you said screw it. <laughs> like, see, that's how tired we, I was. We, we we need a producer for Trailcasters because usually that's me. Like, I will have to. I will, I will listen back to the episode, and when I hear oh miss something, and like okay, I can go in if it's a bad one. I can go in and uh, try and fix it up, and hopefully no one uh, download the episode too quickly after yeah. the first release. <laughs> That's why I don't like listening back, because I know I say a lot of dumb shit, and I don't want to have to actually hear it. It's like last week, we're getting called out. getting called out because one of us, probably both of us, said that the something about who would they have to cut to to, uh, sign Olivier Saar. It's like, I knew that they had a roster spot. Oh, the two-way thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, why would I slip my mind? Tired brain. You speak about the call-outs, too. Let's get into some love, hugs, and hate mail, because I got a... I got some responses to callouts and, and some some long uh, long awaited callouts myself. So Chris, what is your love for the week? Oh, that's easy, man. Actual basketball's back. My love the goes NBA to the NBA is season is back. No more preseason nonsense. No more who's gonna draft who and who's gonna trade who and who's gonna sign where. It's just nope. no more trade it's talks, just, theoreticals. We just get basketball, actual meaningful basketball. So now when the Blazers go and get boat raced by the Kings, we can actually be upset about it. <laughs> oh, come but on! Gonna, but that's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. It's the, it's the regular season now. We're no longer messing around with different rotations and schemes. We're, we're locking things in. We're letting the talent shine through. We're winning 82 games this season. We're recording this before the opener down in Sacramento against the Kings, but by the time you are listening to this, I already know it's gone well for us. Can't wait for the Friday game. We've got the whole third bench going down there. Uh, the the Rip City Alliance, all, all of our podcasts are really going to represent. It's going to be a really fun time. Unfortunately, uh, the pregame show and the postgame show is done out of the iHeart studio, not in the radio studio that is there inside Moda Center. So unless I want to do the pregame bolt over to Moda and then come back at like halftime, I won't be there. But I will be doing that a few games because I I I will not stand for not being at these basketball games. I want to be there in person. Uh, but Friday, no, also Friday, Keith, another reason I won't be able to shoot down there is because Chad is out. So I will be hosting Rip City Drive and then hosting game day uh, with Dwight. So I'm, I'm booked solid as a professional talking head now. So definite love for, for NBA basketball being back. I've got to send my love to a specific part of NBA basketball back and the Blazers being back. Although this guy never really went away. He's been with us all offseason. Casey Holdall. Shout out to Casey. Uh, friend of the show here. Today, Chris, right before we were getting ready to record, right when I'm getting back from my run, uh, I'm a sweaty mess. I'm, I'm trying to scramble and get ready for the pod. And I go and check Discord, and you have thrown something up on Discord. That, <laughs> boy, it just got my, my, my heart all up in a stir. And I'm feeling great. And it's got me in a great mood as we start out the pod today. Well done by you. Uh, but you sent out a tweet. You linked a tweet on Discord. And listeners, come and join the Discord if you haven't already. We've got the, the Rip City Alliance, all the friendly pods in there. We've got the third bench, the, the ticket group. We've got lots of swag and other giveaways. We've been connecting with Chris here at Rip, uh, the Rip City Radio Inside Line. Uh, and, you know, come and take part in a live episode and get involved in the trail cash as well. Anyway, you linked uh, something from Casey that... Anthony Simons tonight, Penny, as I've loved to call him for the last season and change. Simons wearing the Anthony Hardaway shoes, the Air Penny 2s courtside. And boy, like I get that he's not, you know, it's not like he's changing his name. I'm, I'm going to move away from Ann. I'm going to go Penny like I'm supposed to. He's not going that hard yet. But 
it's not like he's against the reference, against the reference point to his literal namesake, if uh, if he's otherwise. So it's, a, it's just got the, the nickname campaign, the whole kind of uh, hype train we've been driving behind this side of things uh, is, is running strong today. And to be clear, been saying a while, so everyone's clear. I'm not saying you can't call him Ant. I just think that calling him Ant, yelling that in the arena, sounds like a buzzer. It doesn't work for me. Penny, being Anthony Hardaway, is the namesake for Penny Simons, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the connection. If if you don't like it yourself, listener, that's your call. But uh, but Chris, I'm thumbs up right now. All love for for Casey and for Penny and for you for sharing it and and for the whole Blazer world. NBA is back Good for you. You're. Your crusade <laughs> continues. <laughs> Can I share some more love? Something that's been going on, on Twitter real quick. Secondary love. Uh, <laughs> going on to um, to John Tesh and the NBA on NBC sports theme. Uh, I think it was... This is your music, bed. You can keep talking. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's like, you know, it, it's most recently, like, it's the, the whole, the viral video of Kawhi Leonard and the laugh being played, ha, 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 yeah. like that just blew up and, and was amazing. But uh, this morning, Ricky Bells, he tweeted out uh, a video, I think he called it ear cocaine, of uh, John Tesh back in the 90s in front of some giant symphony orchestra and like just rocking out. And there's a scene where it's like a four minute version or maybe no, sorry, two and a half minute version of uh, of the of round ball rock as the song is actually called NBA, the NBA on NBC theme. And you've got a guitar, violin, dual solos thing going. You've got Tesh in like the tuxedo jacket, like rocking out on the keyboards in the front of the whole symphony. You've got all the violins going back. It was, it was it's amazing. The 90s were a vibe. Uh, <laughs> it was fantastic. It made me, uh, it, you know, again, just today has had some really good basketball vibes. The NBA is back, like you said. How about your hugs? My hug is a bro hug going out to, going out to my man, chad doing it might as well be love it's love hug it's all in one because yeah, man they border the amount of of uh confidence and that i've got from him and opportunities i've got from him in the short amount of time i've been there at rift city radio i mean filling in for him got to fill in for justin myers being out on monday already got my own show that i get to do and i don't think any of that would be possible without uh chad doing having some some confidence in my ability to get it done. So he gets a big old thank you and a big old bro hug from me because it's been absolutely amazing. Hey man, shout out to Chad. Hey. He deserves it. Last week we talked about uh, Die Mad bringing hey. up on Discord the difference between <laughs> love, hugs, and hate mail. And, uh, you know, again, the, the, the real key here is that hug, the hugs can swing towards yep. love or towards some or towards hate either yep. way and so you know you, you had some love and then some love hugs my hugs are also kind of relating back to my love i'm sending my hugs out to the haters of uh of of calling him penny simons because you know again you you can do what you want fans do whatever <laughs> you want you. but uh but but i'm i'm all about penny simons today i can't wait to uh to bust that jersey out uh and and get it to games it's there's there's gonna be nights it's gonna be good oh yeah do you have any hate this week you know i did not have hate this week it was like last week there's just too much love going on in my life right new new baby mm. and the job and the new show like i was just there's no hate and then i logged on to twitter before the show and if you haven't seen this keith <laughs> never a good you idea. gotta take the time oh god the nba on tnt holy they put together yeah look at this look at this let's pause real quick pause look okay, this up okay. uh, 
Just I'm, go I'm on to Twitter. Their, their Twitter go on to Twitter and just search Draymond. The music, man. Why are we? What? Oh my god. <laughs> what? But he didn't. What? What? It didn't say a word. He didn't say a thing. Okay, 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 okay. So, so I just watched a full minute of or fifty-six seconds yes. of Draymond, and it goes further. So the magic of editing, <laughs> fans, you have to sit through that minute that Keith just watched. But let me tell you, this is where my hate mail <laughs> is going. Wasted a minute because it was well done, Doc. If you, if this were like a Doc on like nine eleven or something, it's like the the the, the, the dramatic <laughs> the dramatic music, the music, oh the, my mo- God. the mood lighting, right? Just the background that's just like nothing. It's just like so, so yeah. all the focus is on his eyes as he's talking. The ring light, and then in like both you said, eyes. yeah, and then and then the slow motion video of his kids coming in to oh embrace him God. for a hug. And I'm, I, I and, and and don't get me wrong, not upset with that part. What I'm upset ir- upset about, what I'm irritated about, what makes me hate this is you are the one who went out and cold-cocked yeah. your teammate in the face, knocked him out cold, and now the NBA is already out here going, oh, let's make Draymond the victim. No! Yeah. The video yeah, getting dude. out does not make you a victim. No, it does not. I know that Netflix right now, like the, the big hit everyone's watching is the Jeffrey Dahmer series, right? Well, is Jeffrey Dahmer the victim because he got caught? Like, you know no. what I mean? <laughs> like, no, you did some... <laughs> You are you you are not the victim. You can you cannot claim to be the victim. You punched your teammate in the face, and because like like even the even the video right there is like, I was just hanging out with my kids, and then yeah, the video and- went viral as if like the video going viral ruined this moment that he was having with as- his family. No, you know what ruined it's, it was it's, you it's if, punching if- your teammate yeah. in the face, bro. So, but just it's it's like, like the video getting dropped. The video coming out was like, is it he, him getting punched with the video drop? Is the way this video makes it look, man? And so here's oh, the thing: it's, like, it's I, like the story is like the story is it, it's there. Jordan Poole, I'm pretty sure he moved on the minute he signed the ink on that contract. Yeah, like I, I'm getting he's paid. Right. We're good. Draymond over here, his future a little bit more murky. Uh, but I think that organization is smart enough to make this a non-story relatively quickly. But this this is nonsensical because you just watched uh, yeah. it and there's no way you can spin this and not say that this is the NBA on TNT trying to make Draymond the victim of the situation. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. It's so, they're, they're it's so, making... surre- it's so surreal to me. Anyway, uh, it was Worldwide Wob who retweeted right after that aired. <laughs> That was so weird. I feel slimy. <laughs> like, like that's, I feel... <laughs> that's how I felt after watching that video, bro. Yeah, man. I just don't. It doesn't feel clean. <laughs> you know, I I didn't have any hate. I've just been in a good yeah, like, mood today. Like, like I said, I, I would. But I'm yeah. I'm just gonna share this with you because that just that's cringy, man. Yeah. As a reporter who's been at practices and, and seen things get heated before, like I understand heat of the moment and how that happens within teams. It's no different. Okay, you're a sibling too. Like, how often do you just this is like punching your brother in the face and then blaming him to try to get out of being grounded by your mom. Yeah. It's just oh, so, absolutely. So, so that's so weird to me, man. And uh, yeah, Worldwide Wob doubled down. You'll, you of all people will appreciate this tweet. He said, uh, by, by the time that was done, I was expecting a, quote, vote Draymond this November graphic sign off and a narrator guilt tripping me into doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. Vote Draymond. Someone said, they told him not to podcast about it. My guy found a way around that. 
And you know, people are joking, like, yeah, you have my word, says Draymond Green, as he's sitting next to Ken Burns editing the documentary. <laughs> just, oh, man. I, I, when, when they were talking about this earlier, he said he watched the video at least 15 times. The idea that he was so caught off guard and so, oh, aghast by by uh, this video. And then, oh, no, let me just, you know, watch that on replay. <laughs> yeah, he was watching back and to the left. Back <laughs> and to the left. <laughs> That's that's good enough for love hugs and hate mail. I really don't have anything else else to hit on. Uh, no, it you know it, it is funny how often you and I have talked about Draymond coming to the Blazers as maybe like oh look this would be a a thing if ever if ever was a possibility because of his basketball. I still take, I'd still take boy, him in a minute. Boy, he is. Uh, I'd, I'd still take him in a minute. This is such a he makes no the, the, no. The punching, you get on your moral the, high horse. Uh, no, it's not even moral no, high horse. It's no, about no, character. No, it's about the no, narratives you want to watch. Nope. It's not the dudes I want to support. No, man. you do it. Hey, you do it all the time. That's fine. I get it. But also, I'm consistent. I'd still take him. He makes your team that much better. I get it. I, I get what you're saying. I'll allow it. I'm, I will allow I'm, it. I'm, I'm I don't want to rain I'm on not. your parade and your happiness for Penny wearing Penny shoes. <laughs> All right. What do we got? We got Blazer talk to get to, right? We do. We actually do have some Blazers uh, news. Was it yesterday that this just came out? The uh, 17th, the last day for yeah. uh, the extension to be signed for Nasir Little. He signed it. Nasir Little has signed up for four more years with the Blazers. And look again, the dude has had some injury struggles. He's had some uh, some hurdles to go uh, go over with his timeline so far. So again, for four, again four more years is good if you believe this guy has an NBA skill set and can develop into the player we want. Yep. On top of that, this is four years, Chris, at $28 million. The deal. It's a steal of a deal. That Here. is a steal. Let's get into this real quick. Let's because do from all the, all the rookie extensions, it was... Tiny. I mean, you had Brandon Clark who came in at what four-year, fifty-two mil, which was probably one of the the next lower ones. It's like, dude, he's basically getting what is going to be what the the MLE for years to come, if not less than that, depending on how the right, the, right. the cap goes. So it's a it's low contract. Low. It's a low contract with a ton of value added to it, and everyone wanted to say that oh there's something fishy here or there's this and that or uh uh friend of the show team mom upset that you know his agent didn't get him more money and that that was all the initial reaction but once you actually heard nasir talk about it at practice and if you if you had a chance to listen to to courtside uh monday there's a link to the podcast it's not its own podcast unfortunately yet so it's tied into the full rip city drive one but you can skip the first two hours and listen to it um, but that's what Sean Hyken told me that morning before practice was that he had talked to Nasir over over the summer and Nasir was very, very comfortable with that deal because that was kind of what was in line. His agent was kind of pushing for more, but Nasir was the type that really didn't want to rock the boat. Like he didn't want to push for more. And I think that he understands. And this is where I come in on this, because if I were in Nasir's boat, I understand it where you go, okay. I do have a history of not being on the court, right? Whether it was COVID or the dehydration bout, the concussion, right? Shoulder he, injuries. He was aware of what's held him back. Core He's injuries, aware of why like, the number would get lowered. Yeah. yeah. And so when, when you have not been on the court consistently and the team looks at you and they could have very easily said, you know what? We don't have the faith in this. We're just going to let you go. We're going to let you go to restricted free agency. And you also got to look at the fact that he's currently not the starter. You don't know from the outside what his actual minutes are going to be. And he knows that if he's, again, a rough injury or not cracking the rotation away from entering free agency and getting a a, a minimum deal, right? So when they walk up and they give you, we're going to give you four years, 28 million guaranteed. Right. 
Right. I think it's hard to no, I think it's hard to say no to that. Well, like Brandon Clark I, is a is a much more established contributor at this point than Nasir Little, and I was like, okay, fifty two mil for him. I, that's a great deal. That's a steal. So when you look at Nasir Little, who has not proven yet that he can actually contribute in a, on a on the fully healthy team for a full season even as a role player, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like I don't even think Blazer fans were expecting what he said about how important it was for him to stay in Portland. How he loves it right. here, like that's a thing. Right. And and so yeah, I think when I think when you don't know, there's so much uncertainty with what could happen moving forward. Versus, I'll give you this money right now, guaranteed. And he goes, you know what? I'll take it. And he's still a young guy, too. So it's not like this was his last chance to get a payday. Like, if he outperforms right. this contract in four years, he's probably going to get a fat one. But if for some reason he doesn't, he still got paid. And that, that's what he talked about, too. Beyond, like, you know, he, he mentioned the personal growth and mentioned kind of, you know, being aware of his shortcomings, knowing what he has to work on still. Uh, and like you said, the love of Portland, knowing where he could be for the next four years, knowing, knowing what it is already. He also talked about, I don't have the exact quote, but this is more money than I've ever made. Like, it's just, it was such a, such a self-aware statement that you don't really hear, especially from professional athletes that often, where there seems to be a bit more of that culture of just, you know, get a high score, put your, put your numbers up on the board and, and don't take no for an answer, get the bag. Uh, I just thought it was really refreshing to hear Nas talk about, yeah, this is more money than I've ever had. And, you know, again, like you said, he followed up with something about if, if I put everything together, I can still make more later. It's, it's. You know what it was, was almost the biggest deal, though? How tall is Nasir Little, Chris? <laughs> You've been around this guy. Uh, he's the tallest six-foot-five guy I've ever seen. The tallest um, six-five, yeah. <laughs> uh, There's some NBA height conspiracies here. He, uh, uh, he yeah, there always is. With shoes, without <laughs> shoes, this and that. I, right. I, I, I mean... Yeah, and, and who was he talking to? It was Sharp on the side, like who, who they also have listed at six-foot-five, and he was calling out the difference. Again, this was all just to kind of circle around again he he seems very comfortable nasir seems very happy with where he's at he didn't seem like he was having to defend taking the contract he didn't seem you know bothered by uh, like you said 28 million is a lot less than 52 million like this isn't some 48 to 52 kind of difference like this for for nasir to just get up there and just seems so comfortable and, and, and down with it and down with where he is and and you know it's it's bought in if, if he hasn't fully matured or bloomed or however you want to put it uh, that's fine he, we've got four more years but he's bought in he's he seems pretty uh pretty ready for it i also want to point out that i think this one might fly under the radar look at like uh jalen williams okay so he was the uh, 12th pick in the draft he was a guy that was in that range so people were kind of linking him to portland uh and all that uh, he's 21 years old rookie right nasir's only 22 years old man yeah so he's a yeah. youngin. Like it's like there are like with four years of NBA experience already. Right. And there's fourth year seniors coming out of college who are as like they are Nasir's age. So he's 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 that young with four years of experience and just got a twenty eight million dollar deal. And if over the next four years he can continue to grow as people expect. And again, I think he's going to get his money. What cracks me up is when people like us get mad at it. You and I aren't. But there are people. Oh, that's just he got way too low and this and that. What? Look. The dude is, he's just a low-key guy who's super, super happy with that deal. He's happy. So, so, yeah. so good on him, man. People may be criticizing Nas's agent not getting enough money, but no one's criticizing Nas. We love Nas. Phillips, on the other hand, there has been some renewed uh, vigor about kind of maybe 
pointing the finger, pointing the blame at him. I think a lot of this, Chris, is coming from the preseason games. Like I mentioned last week, the disjointed defense, the lack of a, a good scheme or a good plan uh, being visible in preseason, I think has got a lot of people kind of riled up. And it seems like the ire is mostly being pointed in Chauncey's direction. I'm not saying he's not responsible for it, but you and I have talked before. Is this a thing where, you know, are we can are we are we counting last season fully as as you know something we're crediting with him and his coaching abilities? Are we giving him X number of games this season before we want to be judging him? Where do we stand on Billups? How much how much of this really is on him so far? And 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 I guess how much is the is the heat going to turn up if it doesn't go well in the in let's say the first twenty or so? Yeah, I think it's tough. I think anytime you get a new coach, you get people who vibe with him and you get people who don't. And especially in any level of sport, honestly, I was going to try to name one, but you always see it. Mm. And so that's what happened here here in Portland. I I I I don't like dogging him because he's my favorite player uh, in the NBA. You all know that, but it was it was quite obvious that like Norman Powell and Robert Covington. I don't think either one of them were driving with not necessarily Billups with the, but this whole like kind of rebuild thing and knowing what was going on. And so it just didn't work out there. And then you have players go out to injury. You have all these other players that he gets in. You got to remember, like people will say, Oh no, you can totally judge uh, Chauncey off that first season. And you can, but only to a limited extent. I mean, he played what 16 games Brandon Williams started or something like that. Yeah. Like, Dame only played like 31 games. It was, a, if anything, it was like two divided half seasons, at least as far as if we're talking plan and scheme and trying to analyze what he's doing with the team now. He might have had one plan for those first 30-ish games when Dame was healthy. Right. And once Dame gets shut down, it's an entire different direction you're taking. Now, I think this year, I, I, I would say for a, a first-year coach, let the whole year go. Like, don't jump to a snap conclusion halfway through because you have to let these things go through. And even though he didn't have the full roster last year, he got the full year in. So now you're going in with Ant, you're going in with Nurk, you're going in with Dame, right? Yeah, Josh Hart, who played half the year. So all these guys should be up to par, ready to go. Like they, they've read, they've read the material, they're ready for the test, right? Right. So now to me, you don't need the whole season to start gauging Chauncey Billups. And even if Nurk gets hurt or Dame gets hurt, like, no, you, you're you not plugging in guys who don't know what they're doing or haven't been there before. Even though I think he's like, he's just a rotational player, but it's like, if you have to rely on Trendon Watford, you're not relying on young Trendon Watford. You're, you're relying on Watford with experience now. Watford who with knows what he's doing. Him, yeah. Okay. Right? right. Uh, and so I think that matters a little bit. So to me, Keith, I'm looking at like the first two months of the year you know, uh, 20, 25 games, like through those games, if you are still looking at a team that is 28, 29, 30 defensively, especially for a coach whose entire thing was defense, defense, defense. We want to improve the defense. So we went out and got a defensive minded coach to fix that. So if you aren't seeing those that are his type of player and all that kind of thing, like, right. So if you aren't seeing those improvements now, then you have a problem, but I want to see, okay, are you in, is, are your are your steals per game improving? Are your blocks per game improving? Are your points per possession allowed improving? Little things like that. So again, 25 games, if you're still sitting at the bottom, then I think you start to get stressed out, right? It's not unheard of to hire a co- or fire a coach one and a half years into their tenure. And I also think, I, I, I'm not putting this on Chauncey because I, I don't want to say that to him, but I'm just saying in general, like 
maybe it was it was a a, a quick trigger hire. It was because it was one hundred percent a Neil Olshay. It was a Neil Olshay guy. It was just for a coach instead of a player, right? Mm, yeah. And so interesting point. There's just a lot working against Chauncey, uh, uh, unfortunately. I think he's a good coach, though. I'll tell you that much. When we talked to him at media day, as soon as we were done, I looked at Dwight and I said, one thing I really liked about the interview we just did with Chauncey, I didn't feel like he was selling me a bill of goods. Like, I felt like what he was telling me was what he genuinely felt about the team, what he genuinely wanted from the team. It was the vision that he wanted. It wasn't wasn't fluff. It wasn't coach speak. Like, he was honest with us, and I loved it, honestly. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt there, because I think he can be really good. But you got to you got to show it and you got to show it quick. Yeah, I mean like part of it is definitely that that vision and being clear on it, being confident on it and knowing that it can be a real thing. And just from being the player that he was, you know, he's got a lot of credibility for that. We talk about how yeah. the players probably see see that in him as well. But the other side of that is is executing the plan and getting the players to listen to your plan, and, you know, knowing how to uh, apply it in today's game versus, you know, maybe Ah, uh, the standards that might have changed between when he was a player and, and where he's at now. I, I want him to be a good coach, Chris. I just, like we said last year, the divided half seasons, the different directions the team was going, uh, and then the the, you know, the left turn we had to take halfway through, versus this year, I, I want to see it. I, I need to see something just to, to tell me that he can be a good coach. I just don't know if it's there yet. You mentioned 20, 25-ish games. 20 games would be end of November. Uh, so we've got October, November. Uh, and that's 20 games. So that's, that's the first two months of Blazers basketball. 30 games is mid-December. So yeah, we're still so talking before Let's go the a little bit year. more. Let's go a little bit more. A little more? Everyone, ar- everyone argues that the uh, like the season doesn't start till Christmas Day, right? Right, like, give, right, like, right. Give, give, me, give me the turn of the calendar. Like, so so uh, 30 so plus even. Maybe, maybe halfway through. And then you kind of know what you're, what you're stuck with. And maybe your team is at that point, they're like eighth in the West and they're showing improvements in, in defense and they're showing this, they're showing that, and you can see the vision. And if you can see the vision, then I think you're okay with waiting for the result. You know what I mean? But if you're not seeing anything, then it's going to be, it's going to be a bumpy road. And so, yeah, so need to at least have the vision by the new year. And I mean, the next mark after that is all-star break. And the, you know, if we're looking at last year fans, this is right when new year was right when we went to, Penny Simons running the team. Uh, Dame was shut down at that point. All-star break was when uh, we had just traded CJ, right? So uh, a lot changed in that small amount of time. And obviously everything leading up to that was an entirely different direction, like we've said. So there can be a lot that happens between now and then. There's a lot of games that are going to happen just... You know, just and be patient. I think is maybe the the big thing here. I think oh yeah, you have real real quick to pull the trigger right now and just got to give at least till the new year. That's what I think. I think everyone is just. I think last year just in general just soured everyone. So I think that I also think very much like I think the situation in which Chauncey came in, where everyone dug up and found about out about his past that they hadn't known about it already soured a lot of fans on him to begin with so and knowing how rip city fan is and how passionate you freaks are and i mean freak in an (laughs) endearing manner like you guys are awesome that i think that was a hard thing for a lot of people to overlook and everyone says winning curing cures all but i think there's a lot of fans that chauncey could have put this team up in the top four in the west and been competing and they probably still wouldn't have been happy with chauncey billups as the higher Hmm. 
Um, so I think, like I said, he's, he has definitely has, has an uphill battle in that respect, too. So uh, we'll see how it all goes. I will say this, though. Should they fire him at any point during the season, which I do think is unlikely to happen, uh, they have a very, very capable guy right behind him that they can throw that interim tag on, on in Scotty Brooks. Oh, Scott Brooks. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Knows what he's doing. Who knows what he's doing? <laughs> so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the end of the world. And then they'd all the be, more pressure on Chauncey then really to get it yeah. done. Really make sure yeah, that then there then there'd be yeah. a vacant a vacant coach uh, spot again, and Blazer fans would want Becky Hammond and Coach Banterpool and everyone to get interviews again. All the guys, <laughs> all the people they love forever. So let's, no, let's we'll, let's cross. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> I think we have a lot of fun <laughs> basketball to worry yeah. about before we start worrying about the next coach. So I, I would just say, long story short, is give him, <laughs> give him time. Give him time. Really see what you're dealing with here. Last year was a tough one to really gauge because, I mean, now I think you're glad you didn't get him. Uh, but Blazer fans wanted Ime, and you saw how good Ime was in year <laughs> one. But how good? But, but I'm just saying, it's like, and Ime is a very good basketball coach, but how good would he have mm-hmm. been with that with that roster situation last year i mean he's yeah, not going yeah. to the eastern conference finals playing greg brown and chenden wofford <laughs> yeah no yeah, we talked we talked about that before just a parallel yeah you got to let this one kind of see itself you know it's going to be tough but. yeah give it give it time uh in the meantime we've got a lot of games coming up and chris last week you and i went through some kind of some season predictions and kind of some uh some ideas about the lineups and the rest. One set of predictions one kind of angle we didn't really go down was the actual overall win total We've talked before about, you know, kind of the, the Vegas betting lines at like 39 and a half and 40 and all that kind of thing. But let's get it on wax. Let's, let's get the actual official uh, uh, prediction for the Blazers' regular season record. Where, where are you going? Uh, I have them at about 43 wins. Uh, I think that's a good spot for them. I know there's a lot of people who are so down on them in general that they're putting them in the 30s. Um, but I, I find a hard... I have a hard time putting a team with a healthy Damian Lillard below 40 yeah, wins. Like, yeah, dude. And, and I also think that a lot of people are looking at, again, what happened last year and how bad they played overall and blah, blah, blah. But I just don't see a team that has had success with Damon Nurk in their starting lineup who upgraded at the four, who has a very, very good two-way player currently at the three. Uh, and a guy who could be great in Ant, depth is definitely a question, but a, a team that has really good pieces is going to falter and be a 30-win team. Like, I, yeah. I just don't see that. I, I, I don't think they're going to be a true, quote, uh, contender, I, uh, but it's, 40 wins, I think, is almost easy-peasy for this team, honestly. 40 should be pretty achievable with years we've seen in the past and, and what they've done in the past, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think... In the same way that, like, we were talking with, with Billups, with, when fans kind of learned about uh, his his shadier, the shadier side of his past, they kind of jumped on that and were maybe, you know, it's it's not that people are necessarily overreacting, but maybe glomming onto the negative quick. I think people do that with the team in general, too, as far as these predictions and thinking, oh, anything that can go wrong for the Blazers will go wrong because we've seen it all go wrong before, so it's all going to happen again. And maybe at the same time, a little less likely to be the same, uh, to, to be as critical of other teams. So you, you think nothing's going to happen to the Denver Nuggets who have players with, you know, surgeries and injury history on their own. Nothing's going to happen to, 
you know, you know, Luca or some of the other teams. I'm not trying yeah. to it, uh, wish ill on anyone either, but yeah, I, I think people just tend to be yeah. overly negative. That's also here. the crazy part too, and like, like people look at this, and I know you and I have said it, but at the same time, like, oh well, if this person's healthy or if this happens, like, no, like if you ask me where I think the team is, like I'm making the assumption that everybody is healthy and it's 2K style injuries are turned off with no variables. Sure. With, with no variables, where do I see this team slotting in? And so with, with without any variables, which could dramatically change anything, because, I mean, like you just said, uh, Denver could suffer injuries. You saw what happened when the Warriors lost Curry and Draymond and yeah. Clay for an ex- Like, the teams that you expect to be really good could falter. I mean, Denver, hello, last year, like, they should have been, talent-wise, that's a, that's a top one, two team in the West, honestly. Beaters, and they struck. Yeah. They struggled without Michael Porter Jr. and, and uh, Jamal Murray, two of their best players. Like, so you never know what happens. Porter Jr. has now had three back surgeries. I I, I don't like the player and kind of you know his, his his the personality and his brand personally, but all of that aside, any player, any athlete having three back surgeries, you're gonna have a hard time telling me to count on them to be consistent across a, a full season. That, that's just it's a tough ask. So point being is only that every team has their own uphill battles to face. And you know, again, everyone probably gets a little negative. There's always a sect of fans from for every team that get a little negative about their own team. I'm stoked to hear you at 43, sir. Honestly, I, I knew you were around that, that 40 plus range. I wasn't sure what you were going to land on. I was going to say 44 and 28. Maybe to separate a little more between us, I'll go 45. 45 and 27 is my official prediction for the season. Uh, you know, to just just to make sure that uh, there's a difference between your professional analysis and and my uh, uh, Blazers colored uh, uh, glasses over here. I would just say though, I, I I mean even like even if someone said oh 40 like 42, okay that's that or 43 like that's way too much. They're a 30 win team. Those same people. Where do you have them slotted 30. in the standings? <laughs> where do you have them slotted in the standings? Oh, I have them at like the eight nine seed. They're a play in team. Last year's eight seed. So if you just go by win loss, then then the the seventh eighth best record was the Clips at forty two wins. So if the Blazers go get forty three, they're pretty much slotted in. If the West holds out like we expect, right where we expect them to be, which is the right around the eighth seventh seed. eighth seed. Yeah, yeah, totally. So so it makes sense to me. <laughs> Maybe up to six. You know, when when Dame has his say, when he. He kind of comes out and, and, and shows everyone uh, what they've been missing here, what they forgot. There was a great quote. Let me find this real quick. Great, great quote from Heiken, or from Dame that Hyken shared earlier. Dame says, I can get to where I want to get to anytime I want, and I don't feel any stress about it. I'm not thinking about my body anymore when I'm playing. That part alone, just nothing about the body, that's, that is a level of confidence, not being worried about the injury uh, you know, come back again. We've all been there if you've had any sort of, any sort of injury concern in the past. But it, Dame goes on to say, I don't think I need to prove to anybody that I'm an elite player. I played 30 games last season with my abdominal muscle detached from my pubic bone, and I was still getting 25 points and seven assists. I'm not coming out with a revenge on my mind. I love it. Just, it just you know, just just in your face, like, hey, I did this with literally like a bone or a muscle detached uh, in in my core, in the jumping center of your body, and I'm shooting from distance and did fine. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, I tell you, uh, I pick on you and and your your fandom and fans in general for always thinking dame is slighted and this and that but this is one of those situations where you throw a little bit of fuel on your conspiracy fires because it is crazy like uh, a healthy dame is in the conversation as one of the best point guards in the game like he's not curry yeah. because it's curry and everybody else but <laughs> sure. like we've seen we have seen firsthand what 
Damian Lillard does when Damian Lillard goes into God mode. Like, like right. yeah. so he could put this team on his back. And I, I uh, Sean Hyken said to uh, me on core side, and I, I agree with him here. He's like, he thinks the Blazers are a play-in team, and that's where I think they are. But he said, I have every confidence in Dame's ability to win one game if he needs to. And it's like you yeah. look at all the super, the you look at all the player. superstars in this in this league. Like Dame is pretty close to the top of one game do or die. Can I trust you to get it done? Yeah, without a doubt, every single time. So um, mm. no, I think it's gonna be gonna be an interesting season, season, Keith, and we'll find out. Yeah, man, I think it's gonna be intriguing basketball. And hopefully, knock on wood, like it's not worse than last year. If it is, blame me, the Jinx King. If the team has to pivot again into another kind of shutdown or dare I say tanking type year, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. For now, though, last, predi- uh, last prediction, Chris, before I let you go. You're saying 43 wins on this season. The first 10 games we have here, we feel like I, I figure we can go through in 10 game blocks this season. I just want to like, just, just, you know, as far as the percentage they're winning, 10, 10 by 10. How do you feel about that first set of 10? We're playing the Suns three times. We've got the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Heat twice. Yeah, the first 10 suck. The Rockets. The first 10 are brutal. <laughs> you're, you're, you're coming right out the gate and you're getting thrown to the wolves just not the wolves that you'd rather play because you have a better chance of winning some games against those guys <laughs> uh i think i think i think sacramento is a, is a is a win i think game one at home against phoenix is a win just because home openers are always just crazy at moda um but then lakers even though they're discombobulated at staples center is I, I won't call it crypto so i should probably stop calling it moda i apologize <laughs> uh, no, the Lake the Lakers are gonna be tough. Um, a tough out no matter what. Even though Dame and that team for some reason tends to play good down in LA. Uh so let's just say let's say it's a win. Let's say it's a win. So they're three and oh, that's two and one. Oh, three positive, and off the gate. Here we go. Pos, pos, positive thinking. But then you run this tough, tough stretch here where Denver, that's a tough one. Miami, second tough out of back one. to back. Yeah. Yep, yep. Houston, easier. Memphis, tough. Phoenix twice away, tough, tough. Like now you just run a stretch or that stretch of what? Three, that stretch of six games, you might win two. Like I, that's like. Yeah, so so you're saying we start out, we start out 3-0 possibly, potentially just best case scenario. We start out 3-0 against the Kings, Suns, and Lakers. Just because yeah. Dane plays well, we do grand our home opener and then the Kings, they're going to Kings. Yeah, but that's just saying, that's just wishful yeah, thinking. Like 3-0, yeah. oh, it's like, no, don't quote me because that's just wishful thinking. No, 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 it's, it's, say, it's, oh, it's best I, case I, scenario. I think it's, it's cool. Like, yeah, I think it's cool to win the home opener. It's cool to get the first win against the Lakers, but then the rest. If of that Chris schedule... is here borrowing the rose-colored yeah. glasses from over here, this is you putting on your your, yeah. your fan glasses. But then that that yeah, that first big road trip, though, Keith. I mean, two games against the Suns at Miami, which is good, which is gonna be tough. And, and, and then that's a good game basketball 10. team. Yeah. What, so so we're saying three zero maybe on that on that first part. You're thinking what two and four on those next six, and then the final game against Miami on the road probably not great either. So five and five? No, man. I, I think I think that's I think that's like a four and six start in those first ten, man. That's a that's a tough. Hey, run. I mean, look it, it, with the with the tough run that it is, I'll take four and six, man. With that tough road trip in there, like that that we're gonna be starting out on with Phoenix twice, and then you know second game against Heat, playing the Suns three times in the first three weeks of basketball, playing the Heat twice in the first three weeks of basketball, a number of back to backs on the road. If we can go four and six across that stretch, I feel pretty good about it.
But hey, yeah. first things first, we start off with a good win tomorrow night against the Kings down in Sacramento. Uh, that will probably have happened by the time you're in this podcast, unless I really get my uh, my work done tomorrow. <laughs> but Chris, anything else you want to add in here? Yeah, just a reminder that uh, game day starts two and a half hours before every Blazers game. Chad doing and yes, myself on some of those, Dwight on some of them. And then the fifth quarter after the Blazers postgame show where all you loyal listeners, 503-248-0620, you can call in. We'll get you on Shout the line. You can, you can talk to me and Chad at 11 o'clock at night if you're still up and happy or heated. doesn't matter. Come have some fun, man. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it. Uh, well, that's that's all we got. Yeah, uh, please join, join Chris before and after games. Join us here every week. Come and join us on Discord, listeners. Please, we've again, we've got all the fun. We've we've been having fun all off season. We've got a whole handful of pods. Shout out to the Rip City Lines. Shout out to the Third Bench as well. The the ticket group will be going to games all season up in the three hundred level. We've got a whole block sitting together. If you want to come attend games talk to us come, we, we can get you into uh some of the games cheap we, we will often have extra tickets that we give away through a number of different twitter handles different venues that way or again just come and join the discord get involved in the conversations talk to all these different pods get involved in live pods with us talk to chris ask him questions for game day or the fifth quarter or for courtside mondays that's it that's all i've really got so in closing your honorable listeners that's it that's our show thank you chris burkhart once again thank you odar for these fat beats and thank you listeners all of you for a great listening we hope you enjoy your blazers your rip city basketball and our latest episodes thank you again and please come back next week for the next edition of the trailcasters